0: Get Your Voice Back Podcast, a podcast all about helping women to overcome condemnation and silent shame by standing on the promises of God and coupling faith with action. Four times a month, I deliver the truth that many people don't want to hear, but if you heed to what I'm saying, you're bound to be set free and walk boldly in your assignment. I'm your host, Ebony D. James, and I am to amplify women's voices, and to help them walk into their God-given mandate fearlessly and strategically. Yes. Hey, y'all. Today, we're talking about something that means a lot to me. Um, It's personal, you know? And so, we're going to talk about how to get your fight back. We're talking about how to be refreshed, refreshed, Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, all the things, right? Because a lot of times, you know, we go through life and we just lose our fight, you know? And sometimes when I think when I think of fight, I'm also thinking of fire, right? Like we lose the fire that's within us and it's like we don't even want to fight no more. We don't even want to continue. We just want to throw in the towel. We want to give up. We want to tap out. I don't know if y'all used to watch um, wrestling back in the day, but I grew up on wrestling, right? And so sometimes we just want to tap out. We don't want to fight. We don't want to go through the pain. We don't want to go through any of those things. We just want to be done with different things, right? And so today, that's what we're talking about, how to get your fight back how to get your fire back, and basically what that boils down to is being refreshed, being renewed, being restored spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, physically, and all those things. And so, for those of you who don't know, I will be graduating with my master's in social work in May of 2023 and by God's grace, right? And um, we're still praying about the Master's in Special Education and Curriculum instruction and Applied Behavior Analysis. So um, for since 2017, I think, I've been in a dual Master's degree program. And then, of course, me being pregnant with Conquer, having him write as soon as the world shut down for the pandemic. So he's a whole pandemic baby. And then the world shut down, and my last four classes that I had to take in order for me to get these two master's degrees literally were field placements, and I would have to be in person getting these hours, and so since 2020, I've been kind of like trying to figure out, like, Lord, do you want me to finish these? two? Like, I got four classes left, you know? Do you want me to finish these degrees and I feel like God has been speaking? Because I was ready to lay it all down. Like, okay, well, Lord, I, I think I got what I needed from th- that experience. Um, and I was just ready to lay it all down. But I feel like God has reminded me as I've been doing like vision planning and stuff for my business and ministry and all of those things. God has spoken and so by his grace and his grace alone, I will be at least getting my master in social work. I you see to figure out the other But yes, I want to say that and I'm only saying this because a lot of the concepts that I'm about to talk to you all about today are going to be stemming from my expertise in social work and in in applied behavior analysis and all of those different things. And so yes, 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 yes. Pray for your girl. Pray for your girl. So let's get into it because if you're still listening at this point being you must be ready to get your fight back in some area of your life right and so here's my question for you have you been feeling depleted or worn down in many if not all areas of your life have you found yourself lacking energy or the motivation to continue to be who you were created to be to do what you were called to do are you experiencing overwhelm or anxiety in some way, shape, or form? As a mother, as a businesswoman, woman, as an entrepreneur, as a wife, are you feeling overwhelmed or anxiety in any of those areas? Um, have you become easily irritated? Um, you're short-tempered. You're, you become impatient, and you wouldn't call yourself an impatient person. Are you feeling this overwhelming desire to just rest? To just be like, I'm just going to sit here and rest, <laughs> right? It's just an overwhelming feeling that I just want to just sleep all day. I just want to sleep. I want to rest. I want to chill. I don't want to do anything really. Um, is that you? Or maybe you've gotten into a season where you don't want to pray. You don't want to fast. You don't want to worship. You don't want to pray. You don't want to go to church. You don't even want to be in community. You want to isolate yourself from everybody and everything, and you just got into that place. See, let me tell you, at some point in our lives, we've all been there. Whether it was the overwhelm, whether it was anxiety, whether it was, I just want to sleep in all day, I don't want to do nothing. With nobody, I don't want to text nobody, I don't want to FaceTime nobody, I don't want to go nowhere. You know, we've all been there at some point in our life. We've all answered yes to one or more of those questions, whether it was in this season that we're currently in or a past season in our life. What I want to let you know is you're not alone. There's so many people, even in my conversations with so many different women, I've heard something similar. Oh, I'm just so tired. Oh, I just don't want to deal with any of these things. Oh, it's just so much going on, right, with the busyness of life. Chances are your storehouse or, as some people call it, your emotional cup, your love cup, right, or specifically in the social services field, they call it your emotional cup, right? Chances are your emotional cup may be running low or totally empty. So, what is the emotional cup, right? We've all heard about this, and if y'all see me looking down, the girl likes to keep her notes so she can stay focused, okay? Because I will start talking and y'all would be like, girl, what is she talking about? So, that's why I'm looking down because this is where my notes are. Right, bear with me. So, let's talk about the emotional cup, right? So, according to Ability, which is a therapy resource company, who basically coined this phrase or this concept of an emotional cup. And according to them, an emotional cup is when you imagine children, because it was originally used to work with children. So you imagine children having a cup, right? I have a cup right here. This this is good. This is from outside. But you imagine a child having a cup. And the cup needs to be filled with three things. Attention, affection, And security. Three needs that this child must have in their cup, in their storehouse, for them to live a successful, happy, joyful life, right? And when this cup doesn't get filled according to ability, that is when children begin to misbehave, they begin to argue more often than usual, and aggressive behaviors may be exhibited. So I told y'all like the second degree that I'm um, working on is a master's in special education or curriculum and instruction. But the focus in most of my classes have been in applied behavior analysis. So by the time I finish my second degree, I will be able to sit for the BCBA exam and become a board certified behavior analyst. And so when you think about this emotional cup, when you're not getting your needs met, basically, you exhibit behaviors that are not positive behaviors. Or you start experiencing these feelings and you begin to act on these behaviors in a negative way. Okay? So, others call it a storehouse. Like I said, some people call it a love, a love cup. Some people call it an emotional field tank. So, whatever you want to call it, the principle is whether it's a child or with an adult, you have needs that need to be met. And when they go unmet, bad behaviors, bad, we'll say, okay? Behaviors that you wouldn't normally exhibit begin to manifest in your life and they cause you to feel a certain type of way or cause others to feel a certain type of way, right? And it really began to do H, Y, and Z, right? And so we're going to get more into that. And so when I think of the emotional cup, I also thought about this principle that I learned in college ministry called 10 Relational Needs, right? And this is created by a company. I don't know if this is a company, but they have a book called Intimate Encounters, and it was actually one of the books that Darius and I, my husband went through when we were doing premarital counseling, and all of that stuff for our marriage. And it blessed our lives. Listen, I can can recommend this book or this resource for you. And so they coined something called the 10 relational needs, right? And so I told you all for ability, which provides therapy resources, when they talked about the emotional cup, they said that you need what? Attention, affection, and security. Okay? And when it's not filled, when your cup is not filled with those three needs, Misbehaviors, arguments, and aggressive behaviors may be exhibited. However, with the 10 relational needs, they coin 10 needs that you need. And when these needs aren't met, you experience these negative behaviors, right? And so the first one was acceptance. And it talks about how we, our cup needs to be filled with acceptance. We want to be accepted. We want to feel that affection, right? Affection was another one that ability said. We want to be appreciated. That's number three. Number four, we want approval, right? Number five is attention. Number six is comfort. Number seven is encouragement. Number eight is respect. Number nine is security. Another one from ability. And then number 10 is support. So, the 10 relational needs, again, are acceptance, affection, appreciation, approval, attention, comfort, encouragement, respect, security, and support. It's 10, but I don't know why my hands just did that. So, 10 relational needs. And you can find how Jesus exhibited or met these needs in people all throughout the Bible. But I won't get into that. But um if I can get these podcasts and show notes to you all, I will reference those scriptures, how Jesus met these needs and people all throughout the Bible. And so that was one concept. So you have the concept, the concept of the emotional cup, you have the concept at the concept of the 10 relational needs, and the third concept that I thought about when I was thinking about like how do we get our fight back or What's in our cup was Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Another social work concept, and it basically talks about how all humans, right, we need at least our basic needs at minimum needs. And for Maslow, math Maslow, math his basic needs included like your biological and your physiological needs. So the basic things any human needs to survive, food water. And then another one of those basic needs was safety. So you heard that in ability when they talk about security and then you also heard the same thing in the 10 relational needs, security. So we have a basic need of wanting to be protected, wanting to be secure, wanting to be safe and that can include like security when it comes to like your living situation, when it comes to your health and your finances um, those so, are like those basic needs that humans want met according to Maslow's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But then you also have these psychological needs, right? The need of wanting to be loved, the need to want to be belong, um, to belong in different spaces, right? So you, that's when you start talking about friendship, intimacy, family connections, relationships, community, right? And then another psychological need is this need for self-esteem, right? Self-esteem. You want to have respect. That was one mention also inside of the relational needs. You want to have recognition. You want to have a, so, a certain status, right?
1: And then lastly, in the Maslow,
0: higher faith needs, because if you can picture this triangle, it's bigger at the bottom and then it gets smaller at the very tip of the triangle. and that one is self-actualization um, or a need for self-fulfillment. And that's when you're meeting your full potential or if we're talking like biblical language, it's like when you finally realize what your purpose was and you're walking into that. You figure out your purpose and you're now basically meeting those goals. You're doing exactly what you're called to do. And that can be different for every person. And so those are the three steps that I wanted to point out. But if you've been watching this podcast for Sometime now, you know that with every podcast episode, we're getting into an anchor scripture, right? I say that this podcast is all about helping women overcome X, Y, and Z by doing what standing on the promises of God. And when I talk about the promises of God, I talk about anchor scriptures. And so for this episode, and I don't even know if I gave you the title of this episode, but it's called Key to Getting Your Fight Back, What's in Your Cook. And so... We're going to be talking from the scripture of Philippians 4, and it's a very well-known scripture, or scriptures, Philippians 4, verses 6 through 8, and it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Verse 7 says, and the peace of God. Which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind. My heart ain't even over here. My heart over here. Which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. And then verse 8: Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. If there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate, think on these things. And so, we're gonna get into why that's the promised scripture, that's the anchor scripture for today. Um, But before we get into that, and as I continue to talk to you, get the connection, um, God will. Win. And so, before we get into that, I want to ask you all, what's in your cup? Think about that for a second. I'm like, what am I cooked? How Do I feel any of those feelings that Ebony mentioned earlier? And it's so long, right? Why do I feel that way? Why have I been feeling that way? And so, I'm going to talk about what's supposed to go into our cook. So, of course, I told you what ability said is supposed to go into your cook. I told you about how intimate encounters talk about these 10 relational needs. I talked to you about how Maslow has these hierarchy of needs. And all of these things are supposed to go in our cup, right? And then I want to get into like, what are the biblical things that it says these are the things that need to go in that cup, and, cook. and it, it goes hand in hand with the ancient scripture for today, right? So what goes in our cup is truth, love, joy, peace, right? In Philippians it says things that are true, things that are noble, things that are pure, things that are lovely things that are of a good report, anything that avert you, right? Those are the things that need to go in our cup. Whatever you read in Philippians 4, eight, hey, that's what goes in your cup. And so, disclaimer, gotta give this disclaimer before I continue, sometimes your cup is empty for a reason, okay? And you must give a sacrificial offer. You must obey, you must be obedient in spite of how you're feeling, right? You must be who you were created to be, no matter how you feel. A lot of times, we use the emotional cup as an excuse. Well, my emotional cup, I need to get filled back up. Because what we say, we say, oh, well, you can't pour from an empty cup. Listen, sometimes we use that as an excuse. Sometimes your cup is empty because of the choices that you've made. Sometimes your cup is empty because... You're not doing what you're supposed to do because you're being disobedient. And so we can't use the emotional cup concept as an excuse to not obey, as an excuse to not be who God created us to be. It's not an excuse. And so please hear me when I say this disclaimer because I don't want you to start thinking that what I'm teaching you as it relates to the emotional cup For you to use that as an excuse. Sometimes you have to give a sacrificial offering. You know. No matter how you feel. Can I trust you? Can I still use you? Are you still willing to be a vessel. Used by God. To do what he's called you to do. To be who He created you to be. Or are you. Oh Lord I'm too tired. I'm too busy. Right. I don't have enough energy to go and evangelize. I don't have enough energy to get on social media. And say all of this, oh, I can't do all of it. I just need to be where you feel more. And so to a certain extent, okay, yeah, those are good things. Like, you need to know when you're at your breaking point. You need to be able but then we need to figure out, like, what got this here you in the first place? Okay?
1: So that's my big
0: disclaimer. And I want you all to, I hear myself on the my mouth. I want you all to really think about that. Because um, we're not using the emotional cup as an excuse. We're using it because when these things, when we start noticing these triggers and all of that stuff, we're able to combat them because of the things that I'm going to talk about now. Okay. But let me give an example. So imagine a mom, right? I'm a mom. I know a lot of moms. A lot of my friends are moms, right? So imagine a mom being so drained and she's, like, tired. She's been up. She's been working. She's been at work she's cleaning her house, she's washing dishes, she's making sure there's food in the house, everything, right? But she's so exhausted. She's overwhelmed. She's drained. But now, it's at that time that it's time to pick up the children from school, right? Listen, no matter how that mom feels at this moment, she still has a responsibility, right? Because of who she is, She must sacrifice the feelings of overwhelm. She must sacrifice the feelings of exhaustion. She must sacrifice all of that to go pick up her children at the right time. So think of that same situation in life. There is going to be things that you have to sacrifice, right? You have to forget about these things because of who you are. Because of the responsibility you have as a child, as a daughter of the Most High God, you have to sacrifice. We have to overcome our feelings and still obey. And so, what empties are our cup? Okay, I talked about what's supposed to go in your cup. What empties are our cup? So, a lot of times, as moms, as women, because this podcast is for women, but if you're a guy, to stick around because. These same principles can apply to you. I'm just really not talking to you. Um, but, nonetheless, so what empty that cook? Day-to-day tasks and routines of life. Like I mentioned with the mom example, if I'm a stay-at-home mom, I have to cook, I have to clean, have to make sure the kids' clothes are out for school. All of these things, my to five, I have to get up and go to work. I have to do all of these different things. And, those things may be draining, right? They may, I'm tired. They make me tired, okay? So the day-to-day things of a life, how we operate every single day, can't empty our cup, right? Not having systems and processes in place. So if you know the other side of my life then, I am a kingdom administrator. And I have been called to administrate the kingdom. So that's where my business, the Empire Faith Agency, comes in,
1: where I offer
0: all of these administrative services and professional services to entrepreneurs, ministries, organizations, um, because I have been called to administrate the kingdom. And so you will hear me talking about social work principles, but then I'm also going to be talking about administrative principles because that's just who I am. And so not having systems and processes in place, will also empty your cup. Doubt and unbelief and a lack of faith empties your cup. Comparison, perfectionism, and jealousy, it empties your cup, right? Imagine you're on social media all day scrolling, and all you're seeing is these people who seemingly have this perfect life on social media, and all you're doing is comparing yourself to this person. Lifestyle. Oh well, they got this and they're doing that. Their house always looks clean, and I'm looking at my living room and I'm like, Lord. So now I'm just overwhelmed by that, right? Because I'm like, well, everybody on Instagram, they have clean. They should always washed. They always got an opportunity to cook five course meals every day, you know, for their children. And so we begin to compare ourselves with people. We become jealous and envious of people because of what we see on social media. We're looking at all of the highlight reels and all of these things, and it begins to empty our cup, right? We begin to covet other people's lifestyle because of what we see. And that may not even be what's actually real. It's just what they show us, and so that's what we see. That's what we believe is their everyday life. And so we begin to compare ourselves. We begin to become envious and jealous and covet those things. And it's just emptying your cup. Just imagine your cup full and those things. You just take stuff out and empty your cup some more. Right? Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. It empties your cup. Why? Because you'll never be all who you're created to be if you're living in unforgiveness, right? gossip, complaining, right? You can't see the good in anything or anybody. That has to be draining. That empties your cup, right? All you're doing is gossiping. All you're doing is focusing on negative things that somebody, something somebody did to you. Instead of forgiving them, you're gossiping to everybody else and you're just putting that bad stuff in their cup and it's draining them. It's it just stuff coming out of their cup. Okay. Disobedience drains and empties your cup. right? You will never be fulfilled if you're out of the will of God. I don't care what you see on social media, I don't care what you heard, you will never succeed. You will never reach that top of the triangle and Maslow's hierarchy of needs that self-fulfillment. You will never get there if you're operating outside of the will of the Father. Period, right? When you're trying to meet unrealistic and unspoken expectations, it drains you. It empties your cup because you're trying to operate as someone you were never called to be. You're trying to do things that God never teach you to do. So it's draining. It's emptying your cup, right? When you're overcompensating, and a lot of times we overcompensate because we're people-pleasers. And people pleasing and all of that stuff—it empties your cup. Okay. Also, a lack of knowledge, a lack of wisdom, a lack of clarity. When you're unable to focus and think clearly and make wise decisions, that empties your cup. You don't know what you're supposed to be doing. You don't know. You don't have. You don't know your identity. You don't know who you are. You don't know what you were created to do. You don't know. You don't know who God is. You don't know nothing. So you're just walking around aimlessly for you don't know why, and it's draining. When you're just to, when you're just searching, like what am I supposed to be doing? Who who am I?
1: What do I like?
0: Hmm. It's draining, right? And it's just emptying your cup. No accountability. Hey. That empties your cup, right? And. You can't, when it comes to community and things like that, one of the things we talked about was this need to be accepted, this longing to belong in communities and groups and with people and with family and with your spouse and significant other and all of these different things. Like, when you don't have that need met, it empties your cup. So you're walking around with no accountability, so you're making bad decisions. And boom, those bad decisions are leading to these other feelings and emotions and all of these behaviors, and it's just emptying your cup. And lastly, y'all know I got to say this, these couple ones, because that's, that's what we're talking about, right? Shame, guilt, condemnation. Oh, you better believe that's going to empty your cup. I can, I can I don't want to talk to y'all about my testimony every single week, but you if you've heard it, you've heard it. And I can stand here and peace. Speak from personal experience that shame you and condemnation. Oh, your cup, your cup is gone. You don't even got no cup no Okay? So those things are definitely gonna drain your cup. They're gonna deplete you. You're, that's why you're gonna feel empty. If you're holding on to guilt or shame or condemnation from something that has happened to you, or something that has happened because of you, or whatever it is, I guarantee you, you're never going to have a full cup because you're always thinking about what, what, what could have, should have, would have happened.
1: You're always
0: thinking about, oh my goodness, right? And it goes back to unforgiveness, like you haven't forgiven yourself, you haven't allowed, you haven't received forgiveness from Jesus or none of those different things, and then that goes to repentance, but I ain't going to get into the IRCC method, you don't have to go to another podcast and i was create another one and like probably a month or two about that method alone. But these things empty our cups. And so if you can agree to any of these like yep, the day to day of life is definitely is empty in my cup. I, I see where that can be happening to me. Um, you know, doubt, unbelief, lack of faith, comparison, unforgiveness, complaining, disobedience. And a lot of times these are the things that we don't want to admit. Well not me. My son says I'll come not me. We don't want to admit that we're people pleasers. Who want to... Oh, yeah, girl, I'm a people pleaser. Ain't nobody going around like, oh, yeah, girl, that's me. We're people pleasers. Not me, but, you know. We don't want to admit that. We don't want to admit that we're gossipers. We don't want to admit that we're disobedient. We don't want to admit that we're sinners. We don't want to admit that we lack like knowledge that we don't have wisdom we don't want to admit that we don't like accountability we don't want to admit that we suffer with, and we're carrying on forgiveness we don't like to admit those things but these are the things that if we understand and figure it out we'll understand that this is what's empty in cup. and when we deal with these issues then we can begin to move forward right and so what happens when our cup is empty Okay, we know what issues our cup, but what happens when the cup needs to be filled? What behaviors are manifested as a result? Right, you start to experience things like fatigue, mental exhaustion, isolation. You become easily annoyed, easily angered, easily irritated. You're impatient. You used to consider yourself a very patient person. It's like, oh yeah, I'm just super patient. But now, when you're with your children, or you're with your spouse, or you're at your job, like, little things trigger you, right? Your cup is empty, and it needs to be filled. Uh, when your cup is empty, and you start noticing, like, I'm not as productive as I used to be. I've become ineffective in some areas of my life, right? You begin to neglect your responsibilities. You start noticing or feeling like this tension, like, oh, I'm stressed. I'm uncomfortable in certain situations. You start getting closer and closer to burnout. And you don't even realize that it's because your cup is empty. And so we wonder why people have reached burnout in ministry, at work, in life, in their marriage. Like, you burn out in your marriage because your cup has been empty for a long time and you didn't notice the signs, or you ignored the signs, right? And what else can what else can manifest as a result of an empty cup, right? So we talk about stress and burnout, but guess how stress manifests in our life? We started getting sick a lot, like you used to be a person that never gets sick, and now all of a sudden you're sick, your nose running all the time, you coughing and sneezing, and it ain't got nothing to do with COVID or allergies, but you just not feeling yourself, it's affecting you physically, right? You become illnesses and diseases, and you're like, man, why? And you're blaming it on a generational whatever, and it's like, no. Oh, your cup has been empty for a long time, and you've never dealt with it. And so all of these different things, these physical things, are manifesting because of stress, because of lack of sleep, because a lack of rest. And so you're fatigued. You can't even, you don't even have energy to 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 spend time with your friends. You just wanna roll around in bed all day because your cup is empty. And so depression, something else that's manifested, depression. You, you begin to worry a lot about things that you never used to worry about. You begin to struggle with sin more, right? Some temptations that you used to encounter Back in the day, before you got saved, they're popping up and it's harder to to combat some things. It's harder to flee. It's easier to just fall, right? That's what's manifested when your cup is empty because you don't have your fight. When your cup is empty, just imagine. Like, you're just taking blows and hits and everything just taking you out and you're just getting weaker and weaker and less energy. And all of the things, and it's like, you don't even have an a ability to focus. Like, you've lost focus. You've lost concentration. Like, all of these things are manifesting in your life. You're like, why, why do I feel like this? What the heck is going on? Because what's happening, right? It's because your cup needs to be filled. And so these are the things that begin to manifest in your life that you cannot ignore. And oftentimes, we just ignore you can't ignore these things because these things are going to be what identifies or should be triggering you. Like, oh no 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 no, something needs to change. Cause my fight even right. If you think about the fire, oh my my is getting dull. I, I need some more. I need some more oil. I need some more fire because I'm losing it. And so you can't just sit there and allow the enemy to take you out, right? Because that's what will happen. He's like, oh. Oh, let me get her, cause I know she ain't finna fight bite back, right? Stuff that you've overcome now it's coming back at you, and you're like, did I overcome this? And it's just coming back at you ten times stronger, and you're like, man, what what's happening? You gotta need your fight back. You need to feel your cup, okay? And so that's not enough reason to so why you need your cup filled. Here's something. I was I was researching this, and this is this is a statistic that came up with. So we need to fill our cups to improve our effectiveness. And the fact that it was studies show that if soldiers get less than four hours of sleep at night, it reduces their effectiveness by 15 to 25 percent. Right. So you need your cup filled. You need your bite you need your oil burning on that lamp. Why? So you can be effective. Right? Ask yourself, in what areas of my life have I been ineffective? Have I been ineffective on my job? Is Am I able to output what I used to be able to output? Am I being ineffective with my children? Am I being ineffective in ministry? Hmm. Have I now started to just quote all of the things that everybody else is saying, or am I really getting Holy Spirit down low and speaking what God has spoken, right? In what areas of your life are you becoming ineffective? Like, is it in your prayer life? Your prayers aren't effective anymore because, you, you know, you ain't even in your word. You ain't even got a relationship with God, right? What areas have you been ineffective in your life? And then also, you need to keep your cup filled to prevent casualties, right? Because if you go back to all of the things I listed, the things that manifest as a result of an empty cup, a lot of those things can lead to casualties. If I'm exhausted all the time, you best believe it's going to be easy for the enemy to come and take me out. I do you know, I just see people like, it's like, oh, I don't feel well. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm depressed. Like, when the enemy comes and starts slapping you around, it's like, okay, I'm just going to get slapping around. Like, I know I should be fighting back, but I'm just too tired. I'm too tired, right? Think of yourself as a battery, and whenever you start seeing the battery, the green start turning to yellow, and then the yellow to red, like, you should have been recharged, Right? That's how you get your fight back. you got to recharge. And so, we're more likely to be obedient when we are motivated, when we are energized, when our cup is full. We're more likely to just be obedient. And to overcome everything that results when our cup is empty, we have to be filled back up. Like I said, we have to be recharged. We have to be renewed. We have to be restored. We have to be refilled. And so 1 Corinthians 16, 13, it talks about be on guard. Stand firm in your faith. Be courageous. Be strong. No, don't be sitting out here getting weaker and weaker. Why? Because you got to be on guard. How can you sound alarm if you're falling asleep? Because you're exhausted. You're overwhelmed. You got to be on guard. Stand firm in your faith. Be courageous, be strong. First Peter 5, it says, be alert in a sober mind, right? Remember, when our cup is starting to get empty and get low, one of, the, one of the results of that is a lack of concentra- concentration, a lack of focus. No, it says, be alert in a sober mind. Why? Because the enemy is going to prowl. The devil, he's prowling around like a lion looking for someone to devour, not I. No, we got to be alert. We got to be filled, right? And then Mark 14, 38 says, Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak, right? So you have to be up. You got to watch and pray. You can't just be sitting here all willy-nilly or whatever that thing is just out here living your life, going about your day. No, watch and pray so that you may not enter into temptation. So whenever you feel like, oh man, I'm being tempted all the time. I'm actually about to fall. No. The trigger, that's alert, red, flag. Something is wrong. The enemy is prowling out here like a roaring lion waiting for someone to divide. It says, while the people slept, they started coming and throwing little tears. Wake up, sleepyhead. Wake up. We, we got to get our fight back. That's what this podcast is about. about. Think of your cup as a lamb. What happened to the virgins? Their oil started going out. They're like, oh, can I get some of yours? Can I get it? No, ma'am, Pam. You can't. I'm sorry. And then you, you offended with the other ones because they brought oil for their limb. Don't let your oil go out. We need that in this season, y'all. This is not the time to get relaxed, to get comfortable, to get complacent. No, no, no. Get your oil. Get your fight. We not, we not going to be out here being smacked around by the enemy. Right, so how do you feel like? Cause to talk about all of these things, but y'all are like, okay, girl, I hear you saying all of that, and you're right. That's exactly how I feel. So what do I need to do? I'm glad you asked because this is how we feel like. Cause there's so many scriptures, and I'm not gonna go into them. You have to do your own research, study to show yourself approved. Okay, this is how you feel. Cause Jeremiah 33:3 says, "Call to me, hello." Call to me and I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Right? One of the things I said, a lack of knowledge, a lack of wisdom. Those things drain your cup. God said, Call me. What's the what's the song back in the day? It's like Jesus is on the mainline. Tell him what you want. Oh, Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Y'all better call him up. Okay? <laughs> call him up. It says he will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know of. That's in Jeremiah 33. 3, and then Matthew eleven, twenty-eight. 28, it talks about, come to me. Right? Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So here Jesus is. Here the Lord is saying, Call to me. Come to me. It says, Knock, and the door shall be open. Seeking, you will find. Right? This is how you fill your cup. It's not about searching for all of these different things and for a man to. Meet these needs of yours. No, some of these things, you just gotta go to God. You gotta go to the Father. Right? Why not? He promises you, if you call, He don't answer. If you knock, the door don't be open. If you seek Him, you will find Him when you seek Him with all your heart. And then in Isaiah 40, it says, those who wait. Come on, those who wait on the Lord. They're going to renew their strength. So if you're feeling exhausted, you're feeling weak, and you're ready to get your fight back, how do you get your strength renewed? Those who wait on the Lord. You got to wait on the Lord. You got to be patient. Why? I told y'all, when you're impatient, it takes out of your cup. It empties your cup when you're impatient. But it says you got to wait on the Lord. Because those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. These are some scriptures right here that telling you like this is how you get your cup filled. Not one of these scriptures says, "Oh, go to your pastor." Not one of these scriptures says, "Go to your spouse." Not one of these scriptures. It says, it "Don't come to me. Call on me. Wait on me, and then this stuff's gonna happen, right?" So you need to prioritize prayer. You have to prioritize reading your word, right? If you seek me, you will find me. Prioritize praise and worship. Listen, y'all. I ain't even this not even in my notes, but listen. Well, if there's anything in your life, a job, a person, a ministry, or whatever, there's anything in your life and it's threatening your ability, your intimacy with God, you need to go and reconsider some things. You need to figure out, like, have I made this other thing a God in my life? Have I began to idolize this so much so that now I can't prioritize or make time for God? Right? Some of us, we get so dependent Upon everybody else's Bible study. We get so dependent upon everybody else's prayer call. We get so dependent upon what everyone else is doing, we don't get to know him for ourselves. I was having a conversation with my husband earlier, and we were just talking about how, like, it's so easy to get dependent on all of those things. So, like, for people like myself, we figure out in our late 20s and 30s, like, we've been in the church all our life. But it wasn't until, not when we got saved, but it wasn't until we started to get in that word for ourselves, because a lot of times we get saved, but we're still doing church, we're still doing religion, we're still doing what we've been doing all of our lives, right, because we grew up in the church, but it wasn't until we began to get into the word, ourselves. and I'm doing this, but this ain't the Bible, um, my Bible over there, it wasn't until we got into our word for ourselves that we began to be Compassionate lovers. It wasn't until the end when we got, hey, even more hungry, right? So you got to get into that word yourself. You got to prioritize prayer, prioritize reading your word, prioritize praise, prioritize worshiping. When you feel, oh, I'm on social media more than that, idol. Oh, all of these tasks at work are coming before me, spending time with God, idol. You need to figure that out. Right? You need to figure out, like, okay, we Now, I know you called me to this job, but you didn't tell me that this job was supposed to replace you when it isn't. He ain't gonna ever tell you that, so if that's happening, you ain't hear it, God. okay? You have to make healthy decisions. This is how we refill our cup. Make healthy decisions. We have to add self-care in your routine, right? For me, I created with the help of coaching, right? I began to read configure my schedule. Create theme days around your schedule. Okay, on Sunday, this is what I'm doing. This time block every single day, this is my time. This is my intimacy time. You prioritize God. Don't try to prioritize okay, I'm going to work here. I do this after work. I got to do this, 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 and this, and then whatever time that's over, you know, put God first. Okay? Depend on God. Stop depending on your your, your sisters in Christ. Stop depending on your spiritual parents. Stop depending on the pastor and everybody else to get you closer to God. The only time you pray is when you're with somebody else. The only time you fast is if you're doing a corporate fast. The only time you worship is if you're in church or whatever. No. You got to get to know him for yourself. You got to study to show yourself. Show you are approved. Okay? Study to show yourself approved. Slow down. It's okay, girl. Slow down. I know it's a lot going on. I know you are busy. We all are. Right? We live in an age of busyness. Like, everybody busy. No. Slow down. Schedule rest. Give yourself, when you're making your schedule, give yourself those times like it's a hard stop. Or maybe throughout the day, you like, at this period of time, I don't care who calls. I don't care who texts. I don't care what becomes an urgent matter for anybody else. This is my time for myself to refocus, to recenter myself, to make sure that what all I've got going on in that day in that moment, that it's all stemming from what I've been called or sent to do by the Father. Right? It's okay to take that time. I was on Instagram and one of my friends, she had posted like, she was able to get 10 minutes in her work and she was saying how she was able to go into like one of the department chairs at her job's office and just sit and rest and refocus and realign herself and she was like that was a great 10 minutes and she got to be there more often right sometimes like a lot of times we expect that these moments of rest got to be hours and hours girl get your 10 minutes in what make it work for you, okay? Put systems and processes in place, right? If you gotta have your kids sleep by 8 9 o'clock, so you can have another hour to do what you gotta do do that. If if you need to be like, okay, on this day, this is the only day we wash clothes. This is the only day I'm washing dishes. This is when i meal prep for the week. This is when I do this, this is when I do this. Do that. Make your theme that, oh, on Saturday from this time to this time, that's my self-care, period. Right? This day is date day. This day, I'm spending time with my kids. Like, put that in your schedule. Don't just wait for it to happen. You gotta schedule that stuff out. And let me hear you. And then, the last thing, like, schedule vacations, schedule me time, schedule, listen, my people know, because I am there's so much I have going on. My friends know, like, hey, I got to actually schedule time to talk to Ebony, right? And if you a real friend, you know, like, it ain't no beef about it. It ain't no beef around it. It's like, it is what it is. We busy. She got a spouse. She got two kids. And she got a business. She got ministry. All of these different things that she has going on, like, I just know I need to get on her schedule, Right? And if you know, it's like, it's not that I'm not prioritizing my friend. I am. Just get on my schedule because I tell my husband it's out of time. If it ain't on the schedule, it don't exist. It's nine times out of ten, it's not on my schedule, it's not going to happen. Get on the schedule. That's just how, that's my system. That's my process. And if you want time with me, you have to be okay with that. That's just how my life is operating right now. Five, uh, six years ago, I might not have had no schedule. You had one screen access to me, call me in time, take me in time, and I'm answering. I'm answering. I'm over it. You know what I'm saying? But now we're in a different season, and you have to understand what season you are in at the moment and be okay with setting up systems and processes and putting boundaries in place so you can prioritize the father, so you can prioritize your intimacy. And then also automate. What can be automated? I told y'all, I'm an administrator. So you have to automate some, some things, right? What can be automated in your life, right? What things can you just automate if they just happen automatically? For example, you a mom, pay them bills, put them just on auto pay. Because then that saves you a few minutes after a week, maybe an hour or so after a month, right? Where you don't have to go and sit down and pay your bills or remember like, oh my goodness, that bill is passed through now because I forgot to do it. All of it. Right? Delegate what needs to be delegated. Listen, one thing I love about my husband, with all the things that we've been called to do, that we've been sent to do, all the things that we've been assigned to do, we got that delegation thing down pat. Right? We're not just up here like, I'm just struggling and doing all the things, like, you no, know, he holds it down, shout out to baby,
1: right, there is no,
0: like, oh, okay, you gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, and some, it's not like, okay, your responsibility is to wash the dishes all the time, your responsibility is to wash clothes, clothes, and put them up, No tag team, baby, this is a partnership, this is a partnership, it's not just one person doing all the work in my house, no, we, we do want to work together, and guess what? In some cases, that's exactly what we do. The best meals is when we in the kitchen together, right? And then outsource what you can outsource, right? You may go home oh, and got the finances right now, and well, that's okay. But when you do get the finances, or maybe you start putting this in your budget, like, man, I would love to have a housekeeper to come at least once a week, or about weekly, or even do a monthly deep clean. Outsource it, right? If that's the thing that's causing your cup to be empty, outsourcing. If it's a thing of like, man, I don't like washing clothes, or I can wash the clothes, but whew, them just stay on their couch for me. afterwards afterwards. Outsourcing. Like, oh, I need somebody who can at least come fold and put them up, or have a whole person come and get all your dirty clothes and wash them, and fold them, put them on the hangers. Like, I didn't even know people did that. I saw somebody on social media and they had their stuff on hangers. And I like, oh, they put them on hangers yes, meal prepping Like you ain't the person who likes to cook or you spend a lot of time in the kitchen cooking for me like literally the, we when I'm meal prepping or if I have to cook I have to cook for three people it's four of us but Conker he eat anything and eat everything but me, legendaries we all got different appetites we eat different things and so usually I have to cook for three different people it's easy to outsource it, or at least for one person, oh, okay, we're going to do you a meal prep, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks, so or however it is, do what you need to do. If you feel like you need more accountability when it comes to working out, outsource it. Go to the gym, right? Whatever you need to do. And then lastly, and I'll get out this engine, is communicate, communicate, communicate. Right, that's how you feel your cook You let people know, like, what's your expectations of them? Let people know up front so it ain't there's no you know questions about it. Communicate if you're single, communicate to family and friends. Right, communicate to your employer, communicate to spiritual parents, whoever your accountability is. Communicate if you're married, talk to yourself, let them know how you feel. Communicate what you're struggling with, right? Here's the thing. When we don't allow God to fill our cup, we're going to naturally strive to fill it ourselves, right? So ask yourself, are you letting God fill your cup? Ask yourself, in what areas have I been striving to fill my cup myself? In what areas have I just been dependent upon myself to get things done, right? Because we have grown up in a culture where it's like, I'm supposed to be independent. I don't need nobody. I got it all for myself. And if I would, no, that's your issue. You've been so dependent upon your own self that you haven't allowed any room to fill your cup. And so you struggling, you out here overwhelmed, you out here anxious and worried about this and that. It's because you're doing too much on your own and you don't have to, sis. You don't. And so. or release to God, so that he can say, unto pass your cares unto me. Right? You got your cares on your shoulder, and you walking around proud, like, oh, I don't need nobody. I, I did this on my own, right? Started from the bottom, now I'm here, and I came here without the help of nobody, just you proud about this. No, I ain't. I was with God all along the way, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm not proud to be independent and not have to depend on God. You shouldn't be proud about that, right? No, I want to depend on God. I want Him to fill my cup. I want to cast all my cares on Him. I want to talk to Him. I want to knock on the door and He's going to open it. I want to do those things.
1: Lord, give us
0: that desire where we don't feel like we have to do it on our own, right? And then I felt like I talked about the routine already, so make sure you write out what your daily routine is and prioritize that intimacy time. Okay? And then, so, I'm going to just close out with this, because we're at an hour, and I just not keep going on so I'm going to close out. So. so, this is how you get spiritually refreshed, right? When you are at the point of breaking, when you've reached your breaking point, or ideally, before you even get to that point, Right, when you start to notice that you're easily irritated, when you start to notice that you don't have the energy that you had the other day, excuse me, when you start to notice the small things are affecting you more than they normally do, when you start realizing those small spots are getting you out of character, these are when you start to go, Okay, oh running on E. Oh, I need I need something else, Lord. Give me strength. Renew my strength. Lord, I need more grace. Lord, help me. Lord, okay, all this stuff at work, I'm going to put this on you, God. Give me the grace to do it or take some of this stuff off my plate. Right? I just want to encourage you, like, to keep your oil in your lamp burning in your cup filled, right? Not because you can't pour from an empty cup, but because... We want God to fill our cook. We want to be receiving from him. We want to allow him to do what he want to do anyway. Right? We don't want to, like, stop his hand from moving in our lives. Right? In our life. You have permission to rest. You have permission to prioritize intimacy with the Father. Why? In Psalm twenty-three, three says, He's going to restore your soul. Can't nobody else restore your soul. You know, y'all know Psalm 23. It says, he restored my soul. He leaded me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Romans 15 says, now the God of hope fills you with all joy and peace. You feel like you're suffering in the area of your joy and your peace? It says, the God of hope. The God of hope will fill you. <coughs> ooh I'm going to wrap up and then in the Psalm 147 it says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds so prioritize intimacy with the father if you don't get anything else from this prioritize intimacy with the father allow him to feel your cup. and a few resources and I won't go too deep into this but find you some bible study tools that you like Get you a parallel Bible or whatever you need to do. Get you some Bible study tools that will help you. I got a lot of them. I do a whole episode about that. Um, So make sure you're following me on YouTube because it'll probably be there versus on podcast. Um, And then also get into community. Find you a life group. Find you a Bible study with women who you know are like minded. And then also another book, um, and it's probably one of these boxes over here, but it's called Atomic Habits. It'll help you put, like, systems and processes and form habits that you need to, you know, that's going to help you when it comes to refilling your cup. And so that's all I have to say, y'all. We are over 60 minutes. I want to thank you all for joining me this week on the Girl, Get Your Voice Back podcast. If you're interested in learning more about overcoming condemnation and shame, about refilling your cup, about getting your fight back, be sure to check out my website at www.fddjames.com. But even more importantly, make sure you're following me on Instagram where I give you all the tea, all the reminders, all of the encouragement, right? And then lastly, I have my testimony, silent shame, where I'm literally giving you the master keys to overcome in all of these different areas of your life. And I do that by sharing my testimony with you guys. It's an awesome book. Listen, I have to go and read the book again because I've be looking at the thing and I'm like, ooh, I wrote that. Ooh, that's so good. Right? If you found value in today's episode, be sure to to the show, and leave a rating. Be sure to tune in for the next episode. Bye!